Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello. Hello. Long time no talk for this show. Yes, everybody. Hi. Did you miss us? Because we're here and we've been sitting on what we want to talk about on this episode for so long. And when I texted you yesterday and was like, so are we doing a regular episode or are we going to be recapping the JLo cinematic experience? And you're like, regular one, already prepped it. I was like, thank God, because what what I want to talk about is something that is so trivial but also so niche that I just need to share it with someone and discuss with someone because I tried talking about it with Mots and he like was like okay whatever these are like my two Roman empires right now and I cannot wait to talk about it okay love it I just noticed I didn't do my eyebrows and they look very thin I think it's Trixie and Katya who I don't know who they were I think they're talking about Katya but in her like old uh drag race clips they would call her lips like thin villainous lips and I look at pictures of my eyebrows when I didn't like try and brush them up because naturally they're very thin. And I was like, I was like, those are thin villainous eyebrows. I started brushing my eyebrows up because I saw you do it in a video. <laughs> yeah, no. And like both of us have, we've said this before, if you're not watching the video version, you can like, when it comes to like, there are certain features of ours that we both are like totally understand, very similar. And the eyebrows are, are one of them for us. And when I look at old pictures of me, when I didn't brush my eyebrows up, I go, those are some thin villainous eyebrows. Like, cause we're both expressive too. And so I'm just like, these shits are moving up and down, twisting and they're turning moving. each way. And they're Sometimes sharp. I'm doing one at a time. Yeah. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> <sighs> There's only so much I can do. <laughs> Literally that's, and Hey, you can't be expected to do more. And you, you've been home for so long. My name is Megan. I'm joined by Melissa Diamond Mullins. And did you see that someone commented on your birthday post that we need to start referring to Beyonce as Melissa's cousin? Yes, I did. Thank you very much. And I wholeheartedly agree with this. So can't wait for Melissa's cousins to drop a new album. Can't wait for Melissa's cousin um, to, to, to whatever she's got up her sleeve. Don't worry. I'm going to talk about her plenty in a few minutes. We'll start with our first segment, which is But Am I Wrong, where we each pitch to each other either something currently happening in our life, past, I mean, not, it could be past or present, uh, that we want to know if we're in the wrong about, or it could be a rant, a hot take, or just something we, we got to share with the class. It's your turn to go first. 
Mine is a hot take, but really what it is is a call for a revolution. <laughs> I'm hoping to 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 change something. I'm hoping to bring something back, and I'm hoping that this becomes prevalent. And my hot take is bring back lying for sport. And this all started from the Sydney Sweeney debacle. Are you familiar with no. this? I don't think so. Maybe. So this is this is like all pre. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. The Mad- I am. I am. Yeah, I was gonna say it's all pre the Madam Web um, press tour where Dakota uh, Johnson is lying as she does and she says that she lies for fun and like lies in interviews and says things and then the next interview will be like yeah that never happened i was just lying about it but then we'll say in the other interview after that that she was just lying in that one and like clearly she's lying for sport and we're eating it up and we're enjoying it and sydney sweeney took it to a whole other level and i wonder now if she was inspired by her co-star from madam web but sydney sweeney alleged not even allegedly but like i don't know the exact dates since she's come up in hollywood since she's been doing interviews her like origin story was that she was a tour guide at universal that she would say she was like oh yeah i was working at a tour as a tour guide and she's like the first interview that she ever did about it like she's explicitly said like yeah no i was a tour guide uh I was a tour guide at Universal and like, you know, I was and she was saying she was like super young. She was like had in Mm -hmm. high school. She had to pay for her own like cell phone and her own car and all that stuff. And her family moved out to L.A. with her very child actor, like typical standard thing. And then she was like and then I got the call to be on Sharp Objects. And I was like, oh, my God. And fun, fun little side note, everyone. My audition for Sharp Objects was one of the worst days of my entire life. Like I have never had a casting director say something so out of pocket and so mean to me. I called my coach afterwards and I was like, what did I do? Cause like I worked with him for like two hours before and he was like, no, not even, I had booked like two hours and we did 30 minutes and he was like, Megan, like this is, you're solid. Like you're, this is so in your wheelhouse. Like you're so good. I'm not gonna charge you for the full two hours. Like crush it. You've got this. And I called him afterwards and I like told him what this casting director said. This is not like a deep scene or like really, it was just like, I was doing it and I was like, what? And I was just floored and shocked. It was, it was the, it was the worst. Like, you know, there's auditions where people like talk, like they're not engaged with you or they're so checked out. It's like that scene in La La Land. And like, that's demoralizing. But like when someone is like, I'm going to berate you to your face, you're just like, oh my God. Okay. And it was wild. So naturally I didn't get the part. It's not even the part that she, she was, but um, her whole thing was that she got the call and she left her job as a tour guide for Universal. And it comes up in like pretty much every interview because I don't know how long she'd been in LA at that point, but if she had been here for more than a year, she should have known at that point that the job of being a tour guide at Universal is like a thing. It's a thing that like people Mm -hmm. in LA talk about, anyone who even works in Hollywood. Yes, it's coveted and people are interested in it. It is like, it's like still the same level of like celebrity to celebrities. Like it's still cool and novel to people, no matter how successful they are. And it's like, you have lots of questions. There are people on TikTok who uh, have been like, oh, Ryan Gosling, I met him and he asked me about it and like wanted to hear all about it, like my job there and blah, 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 blah. And so she has gotten more and more famous and it came out that she like talked about it again on Hot Ones. I recommend anyone watching the clip because it's just like, she is like, so knows that she's in the hot seat and she's kind of like, huh, and trying to change the subject. And then she like coughs at a point where everyone's like, oh my God, she's trying to like totally pivot the conversation to something else, which I don't know if that's true. Um, but it, all of these people saw this who hadn't been like, she hadn't been on their radar like that before. And they were like, 
worked here for 10 years. She never once worked here. Never once. That wasn't a thing. She wasn't even in training. Like, you have to audition. You have to be over 18. She wasn't. Yeah, like, she wasn't of age to uh, to get it. No, and it's just like, and people are like, well, maybe it was like an unauthorized tour. And to that, I say, I don't know anybody who is in LA who would make that suggestion that like that, because like, that's not like a, it's not like an unauthorized like bus tour of celebrity homes like you would have to be you know you'd be breaking the like the rules of universal like you would be putting yourself on a limb and getting a hell of a lot of trouble to do so mm-hmm. so like you'd be running a big scheme it wouldn't just be sydney sweeney like 16 years old <laughs> running this scheme and if she was she would also say that at this point because like to be fair that's much cooler um and i just have to say that I love it. Like, I love the idea of someone just, like, getting on here and, like, going to these, like, these press talk shows, doing the whole fucking circuit, and just lying. Because Dakota Johnson lied about loving limes. That was innocent. Sydney Sweeney lied about something way bigger, way easier to catch. And everyone's like, why should she do this? And I go, because this is hilarious. I don't know that she knows it's funny, but I find it so fucking <laughs> it's funny. funny for you. It's so funny for me. Because it's it's such an innocuous, weird thing to lie about to try and make yourself sound more interesting which is like you know something that 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 people do in the industry and people do that in general anywhere and we all have that like one friend who just like lies like seemingly for sport and you're like what maybe not friend at this point anymore We're, we're we're old enough that we're like we don't hang out with those people but like i just love when those people become famous and then they just she just lies about that SZA is always lying about shit. And I'm obsessed with it. Like when people are like, you can't believe a word they say. I'm like, love that. Like I love my celebrities, again, with a a heavy dose of delusion. And like to just so boldly lie in something that's so easily provable to not be true is fucking hilarious to me. So bring back lying for sport. (laughs) Maybe that ties into my but are they wrong. We'll see. Uh, But... I'm fine with it as long as it's a lie that doesn't hurt people or you're like taking advantage like Rachel Dolezal whatever name she's going by now did you see Melissa when I said fired from her job as a teacher and is going by a new name a new African-based name and is also uh on OnlyFans that's why she was fired from her job yeah when I thought but the it was funny because the headlines just said teacher from wherever she was I don't know wherever she was just a teacher fired and then I saw pictures of Rachel Dolezal and I was like I thought it was an AI issue I thought it was people I thought people were making jokes I didn't understand what the joke was and then when I click and I read the actual article because it kept popping up so I was like I got I got to see what this is because why why is her picture attached to all these things I'm seeing Melissa, that was my Wild. exact experience. I said, something is going wrong in the back end of this because why is this Rachel Dolezal picture here? Because you're not using her name and her name is a headline in itself. Oh. So like, why aren't you using yes. her name? And so I was like, oh, they must, this must have been like, they, they pulled the wrong image for something. And then I started opening mm-hmm. it and I go, bitch, this is Rachel Dolezal. Stop, we all need to stop pretending we don't know who this is. Like, this is not, <laughs> to me, this is Rachel Dolezal. I don't know what she's going by now. Or, but uh, to me, this is who she is. Tell me who she is. Yes. I was hilarious dying, but she, she does like lie to get people out of like actual people, people of color. They don't get jobs because people th- think she was black. But I'm like, at this point, everyone should know who she is. 
there's no excuse not to know who this woman is. If y'all hired her to be a teacher, that was on you. If you got bamboozled by Rachel Dolezal at this day and age, you have to take that as a personal loss. Yeah. Like, I, we can't help you out there. But I also don't think she's lying for sport because that is, she, she, she's lying for, she's lying for, to, 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 to fuck shit up. I think she truly believes she's black. Like, I truly believe that she thinks that she is transracial. Have you heard that? I think it's a, it might be a Vine clip, but oh, it's mental illness, isn't it, babe? It's, it's like, okay. Yeah. Well. Bless her heart. It's, go- it's gone on for too long and too many people have exposed her. Like she hasn't stopped and now she's just changing names and still doing it. Like she truly thinks that she's black. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy what's ever going on up there. Yeah. Or if there is anything. Yeah. I mean, she's good at what she does. She's good at doing black hair. She's obviously good at teaching. Is she doing her own hair? Good at, yeah, she oh. does her own hair and she does other people's hair. That says that she was working at a oh, yeah. beauty salon for a while too. So whatever. Have they not done the ancestry video with her? They've had both her very white parents. No, no, but you know that guy who does the ancestry, he does the whole like, oh, that guy. I would kill. The thing is, she, but she probably, if you go back enough, she probably does have a black ancestor and she'd be like, yep, there, there it is. She did 23 and me and was like, I got it. Yeah, I got it. 5%. I'm there. That's generous. I just also think that at that point I would bring in a history teacher to talk to her about just a, a history but she taught history so what are we no i know you're she right knows she's too, history. there's nothing I, there's nothing i can do she's very educated that's she's so educated yeah you can't like there's there's i truly don't think there's anything you can do to change her mind well not just history black history i know <laughs> she she's just she's, she believes she's committed she believes it yeah all right well here's mine country music is for black people what a radical statement. <laughs> I'm going to start this by saying that I really love and more so loved country music. I used to listen to it regularly, especially when I was in high school. That's like where my radio dial was set when I got in the car. Uh, but then I got to a point where I was like, I can't hear this anymore because I'm learning too much about these people's lives <laughs> and um, their braces. And I was like... The only people I can listen to are The Chicks, Rascal Flats, Darius Rucker, and uh, also, you know, Keith Urban, too. But he's Australian <laughs> and New Zealand, so. <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> and Taylor Swift had her Pennsylvania accent, and she said, I'm going to make yeah. country music. And I said, that's crazy. And then I heard about Keith Urban, and I said, not that crazy. <laughs> And I, I enjoyed Taylor. I, I really liked Taylor when she was country too. So I was, I, I love country music. And the thing is, in reality, uh, just like most popular music here in the United States, it began with black people. More specifically, the story of country began with the banjo, which the modern day banjo is a descendant of the West African instrument made out of gourds. And when enslaved people were stolen from their homes in Africa and brought over here to America, uh, they were forced to create their own music, hymns, spiritual 
songs um, rooted in African music. Even some enslaved people were, it was like higher on the price tag if they were able to play the banjo to entertain uh, their enslavers. Um, And then it was like practically unheard of for white people to uh, play the banjo, but like many things that black people create, it was eventually stolen. The first, uh, this is according to PBS, the first string bands in country music were enslaved people. Um, And what we call country is a West Coast picking style of the blues and blues derived largely from Southern black men, most of whom came from agricultural work. And the earliest references to the blues were in the 1890s and 1900s. Um, And then a composition um, by the band, black band leader, W.C. Handy uh, had it was called the Memphis blues was published. Some people that don't know the B in R and B music stands for blues rhythm and blues. Uh, and for some reason, most black, if you make black music, it's either put in two, two categories, R and B or rap. And that's it. Like, (laughs) even though it can be any genre. And then like in the 1850s, minstrel shows came, which are, uh, racist satirical entertainment and uh, white people used to dress up in blackface and mock black people and black culture including playing the banjo and uh, the white people in blackface were so entertaining with each other they were like now I gotta I gotta learn how to play the banjo because this makes me happy and so um, then it was uh, changed and became more palatable to the white audience. And then it was renamed as hillbilly music in the 1920s. And hillbilly music was later renamed country. The first hillbilly music uh, came from like slave spirituals and hymns and blues. Um, and at that time, the music, I mean, it's still segregated now. But uh, anybody that was like a black artist they were just known as like race records. White music was broken up into actual um, categories, uh, which is just odd. Yeah. Just calling race. Records. Yeah. What? Is no, that? exactly. Like that's not even descriptive. Like I wouldn't no. be able to know what that is. After World War One, hillbilly music was officially rebanded country music, and it was commercialized and. Black people were completely pushed out of the genre as a whole. And then country music started moving like more north and it was known as white music and black people were erased from country music as a whole. So it's come to the point where country music has been widely segregated. So where we are now, according to a journalist, Andrea Williams, country music has grown to a point where the people that have been put in place over generations who are in these positions of power at country music stations, at the CMAs, at record labels, at publishers, they're all upholding a system created based on racism to keep black people out. People have tried to keep it out. Like T-Pain recently spoke about how he's written a lot of country music. Um, and at this point now he's still writing country music, but he's doing it under a pen name, under an alias because 
it's racist. He would get a lot of backlash. Um, And here's a quote from him. Country music is where I get all my harmonies, country and gospel music. That's where all my harmonies come from. And then he said, like, people acknowledge like it feels it like it's not cool to listen to other genres of music but i didn't wrote a lot of country songs stop taking credit for it because as cool as it is when i see my name in the credits and shit like that the racism that comes after it is just like i'll take the check and he also said don't put me on that shit i'll just take a check bro never mind beyonce is releasing a country album um that's what everybody believes is she has not fully confirmed. <laughs> like, you guys but... are crazy. It's not a country album. <laughs> <laughs> but the two lead singles that she released are country songs. And she has been dressing in her uh, country regalia, which I also want to take a little side note. I saw where some people were saying that the way that she was dressing now was cultural appropriation. Shut the fuck up. And one, this is her culture. <laughs> Two, she grew up in Texas. Texas. Three, I believe in the Bills, Bills, Bills video from the 90s. She, they're literally wearing cowboy hats and stuff. Like, this has always been, she's sang country music for a long time. Even, like, not just these two mm-hmm. songs. It's ridiculous. Um, so, for all the people that are now saying that... Um, you know, Beyonce doesn't belong in country and they're really showing their true racism to people like that. I say one, let's remember, um, the origin of country music Two, um, people are saying, well, she's an R and B singer. Well, she isn't just an R and B singer. She has saying soul. She's saying opera. She sings gospel. She's saying rock and roll. And she's done country music before this. Let's not remember, like, forget that, like, Sugarland has invited her on stage to sing country music with her. Also, the Chicks invited her to the CMAs um, a while ago, and people were mad then. But she was singing, both those times, she was singing her own songs. Mm-hmm. Like, she has been singing country music for a while. Um, she's a true pop artist, and you can't just put her in a box because she has literally, she even does hip hop too. She raps sometimes, like she does every single genre. And so, uh, a country radio station KYKC in South Central Oklahoma refused to play Texas Hold'em, a true twangy country song. And um, someone shared an email that they received. Um, and it, the when they had tried to make the request and the email came back and said, hi, we do not play Beyonce on KYKC as we are a country station. And then someone else, um, the Beehive, they scare me. I don't I don't consider myself part of the Beehive. It's me and Swifties. Just as you do not consider yourself a Swiftie. Yeah. Um, I, I am a Beyonce fan. I am not part of the Beehive. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they, they went to work and... Uh, made several <laughs> fake tweets <laughs> or t- fake Twitter accounts and were like posting pictures of people in like MAGA hats talking about how Beyonce is a good Christian woman and we want to hear her songs and things like that, which appeal to your audience. She is a good Christian woman. Yeah, yeah. she is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of someone also called into the radio station, talked to the manager there and they were like, we love Beyonce. We will play her song as soon as it hits 
other country radio stations. Keyword, other country radio stations. But as all these things were coming to, the Beehive really got at it and eventually bullied them into uh, playing the song. They opened up their Twitter account, which they hadn't used in since 2020. That was the last time they made a tweet and showed the deck of the upcoming songs. And they, it's like in like three songs they were playing Texas Hold'em. Um, so, you know, bullying works sometimes and I've always said when that. it's done for good and not evil. Um, and I also just want to point out that sometimes it takes the biggest artist in the world to reclaim music that was always part of people's culture. I have already seen that because that she's making this album it's putting light on other black artists in country music who have been making um, music for a while and so I like to highlight some of the ones that I've been listening to um, Julie Williams, Raina Roberts, Brittany Spencer, Tiara Kennedy, and Reese Palmer. Reese said that she has a very complex, scary, dark, but real history in country music. She knows that the history of country needs to be revised and to be honest about it. She sings country music because she wants to contribute to music she loves so much and to a genre that she's dedicated so much of her life to. She wants to make sure she's helping, contributing, and telling the truth. So in conclusion, we all need to be telling the truth. Country music is and has always been for black people. Thank you. I concur. Everything. Co-sign it all. And I just have to like, I'm so happy that she's doing this album because similarly to you, like I haven't, I dipped off in country probably like 20, probably like 2014 was like the last time because as soon as we started getting like pre-election, it was like. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the nine, like the post nine eleven country artists, like music plants who like come up and they're like America, America. It was that whole same yep. thing. And like, I was very much like, no, this is, this is not, this is not the vibe. And so I had like the similar to you, I had like a couple safe artists, but in the era of um, Morgan Wallen, I have just completely mm-hmm. disregarded the entire genre and similarly to you with finding other people i saw people like quote tweeting beyonce's being like i'm another black country artist and i was like oh my god i'm listening to this again and it's so good and also Mm -hmm. if anybody anybody who is like has has never must have never heard a beyonce song nor ever heard beyonce speak because that woman is is texas that woman yes (laughs) that woman is she has a southern drawl she is country she she may have grown up in upper middle class but she's still from texas she is texas and she reps texas all the time she's never not let you know that she was from texas not a moment goes by where Mm -hmm. she's like where's beyonce from she does not want you to think wyoming or arizona she's like no no no. i'm from texas and again keith Mm -hmm. urban australian new zealand he's australian i think both i think he's both there you go and like taylor swift is from pennsylvania and Shania Twain is from Canada. <laughs> yeah. And Beyonce is from Texas. So I wholeheartedly agree. And I have to say, I'm obsessed with the little fucking dances I'm seeing all over TikTok. And I am not someone who enjoys really like the dance choreography side of TikTok, really, in like the everyone remakes the same dance over and over again. But I have been enjoying everyone's iteration of this. And Mott literally was like, damn, wish we could go to a country bar, but can't and i was like yeah there's none in you'd have to go 
No, there's, but you can go to the ones like downtown that are like they have the nights. Mexican country. Yeah, bars. The, and like yeah. the specific night for that. But we, he was like, we can't mm-hmm. go. And I was like, well, no, 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 we're not. I went one in, near Riverside and Canco. We're not going there. And we looked at a review of one, the flag on the wall. And I went, this is on your Yelp page. Thank you for letting me know. We'll not be attending. Yeah. So everyone go listen, stream it. Can't wait. So fucking good. Yeah, I just looked it up. Keith Irvin was born in New New Zealand, and then when he was two, they moved to Australia. And we let that man, with his little middle part and his little Lord of the Rings hair, we let him sing country music. <laughs> and we can we can continue letting him sing country music, but if you try and take away Beyonce, I'm taking away Keith Urban, taking away Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. I'm taking away Morgan Wallen because I just fucking hate that man. There you go. Huh. All right. Well, now we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we'll get into But Are You Wrong? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, 310 Nutrition. They're helping us, our listeners, all of you in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options of flavors and preferences. And I love a good option. I love an array. I love picking and choosing what I love. And I love these products. They make the most delicious protein shakes that I've had called the all-in-one shake. And when I say delicious, I mean like these don't taste like protein shakes. They're just very flavorful and actually taste like the flavor that they say they are. I have the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, and the caramel sundae. Um, I like to drink them as is, or I've also like mixed them together. So I've done like half of a chocolate Ooh. bliss plus half of a caramel sundae. And it is so delicious. Tasty. Um, they have a protein blend 
of plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave you feeling full. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. I love their hydrate. It is so good for me. I've talked about this before so many times. Your girl needs electrolytes constantly, every day, at all times. And what I love about theirs is the variety of flavors. So lemon lime, my favorite, strawberry, peach mango, another delicious one, wild berry, watermelon, and cucumber. Hydrate Point supercharges water with all the key vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. So one stick of hydrate mixed into 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me. Oh, if only they could see the video. Melissa's holding up our next sponsor, who we love. No way. Yes way. And guess who our sponsor is? Way. <laughs> I have loved way products for so long, but I have to say that in the last month or so, whenever we started doing ads with them and I got sent some new things I've never tried before, I have been having the best hair days of my entire life. To, to, be, to be perfectly frank, I've been having gorgeous and easy hair days. Yeah, um, I had to uh, go out of town for a family emergency. I've talked about it on the podcast. And um, I usually do not like to fly with um, a lot of hair things. I'll usually use what's at my parents' house. And um, I was like, nah, I, I like this stuff too much. I packed everything. I packed everything that they sent us. It's just so, so good. I love their detox shampoo. I am someone who like the front part of my scalp or hair or whatever gets really dry. But then the nape of my neck, especially if I sleep with a bonnet on, I'll sweat in the night. And so then the parts of my back, like th that's getting all dingy. But then also sometimes when you wear like your little front pieces, it can get like oily extra quickly. All of this to say, I have never used a clarifying shampoo that gets my hair so clean without being like dry and squeaky and like, oh gosh, I can't keep using this. This is not good. Like it just gets everything out of your hair, totally refreshes. But I cannot say enough good things about the hair gloss. Like, oh, the hydration, the shine, the, the gorgeous body that it gives your hair. It's fantastic. And I'm someone who has, I have lighter hair, so it doesn't get really shiny normally. And it's also bleach damage. So sometimes the ends, especially now, I need a haircut. They get really tangled and hard to brush through. When I use the hair gloss and then I give myself a little blowout at home, my hair looks stunning and it feels stunning. And that style lasts for a lot longer than most of my other hair days. Yeah, I'll use the detox shampoo and then also the leave-in conditioner and then let my, I'll twist my hair out and let it dry. And then I'll finish it with the hair gloss. And I love the way that it just like makes my curls pop. And it also smells so, so, so good. good. It smells like a salon. Mm -hmm. I feel like my head's in a basin, but my neck isn't hurting. <laughs> it's like it's the best of both worlds that is a great analogy so we've been talking about Way's new hair gloss it's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water it provides immediate shine helps treat damage what megan just talked about she has 
some chemically damaged hair and it enhances your color vibrancy. And according to a customer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looked shinier, healthier, and smoother. And we were not in that study, but we are telling you that we also agree that our hair was looking shinier, healthier, and smoother. Way has so many bestsellers. They're leaving conditioner, detox shampoo, like we talked about, their fragrances and their hair oil, which I love, especially when I'm wearing my hair naturally wavy to like break the cast. Doesn't weigh my hair down at all. Super lightweight. And they're just, everything they make is so good. They have not made a product that I haven't, not only like haven't like disliked, like I haven't loved, like I love everything they do. And we're just such a huge fan. So please keep sponsoring our show because... <laughs> You have a customer in me for life. Me too. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code BLAME for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code BLAME. We are back. And it is time for But Are You Wrong? And this is where you, our listeners or our viewers, you write in with something going on in your life that you want us to tell you if you are wrong about. So you have to keep it under 300 words. Email it to buttamywrongpod at gmail.com. Make sure you include your age and pseudonyms because it is all anonymous. And we will tell you if you are wrong. You're up, puppy. Longtime listener, first time is sending in a But Am I Wrong? Okay, I really dislike my boyfriend's girlfriend. What? She meant brother. Okay. She meant brother. I would like to talk about that Freudian slip if that was you or an <laughs> autocorrect. Incredible. That is actually crazy because I went, that is not what I thought this was. I really... I was like, are they poly? I, know. I don't know. <laughs> I really dislike my brother's girlfriend. She is rude and very self-centered. For some reason, my brother just doesn't see it. My mom and other sister both see it, and our dad just doesn't care. He's a, quote-unquote, not-my-problem kind of dad. So, anyways, I was planning our family summer vacation, and I do not want to invite her. The problem is, I'm inviting my girlfriend. Oh, and my sister's husband will, of course, be there. That leaves my brother with no one. Am I wrong for thinking of not including her? I just know it won't be as fun if we can't be ourselves and having to put up with her attitude. At this point, I'm leaning to not inviting her, but I know it will start a huge fight. Oof. You have to invite yeah. her. I'm sorry. Are you kicking your brother out like, of the family? Like, right. This idea of a like, fight is not. Like, it would be one thing if it was just like the immediate family, but no. Or if it was your birthday. This is a family vacation. Yeah. Like, you're not more family than your brother is. No. Your girlfriend isn't more family no. than. Like, you can't do this. Yes, you were 100% wrong. Without a doubt. I don't even know that you would get away with this. Like, no. I think like the, saying that like I'm not going to invite her. I don't think you have that authority in planning a vacation. It's like, well, I planned it, so I get to say who goes. Um, I I just think that like you're starting way more shit. And to I I always think in like you know yes, people like we can you can dislike someone's partner like a friend or a sibling and all of that and like that's totally valid. We've all been there but i also think when you like so vehemently hate someone and you're like want to exclude all of them it's kind of like well i probably wouldn't like you either like how did like where's the starting point of this like it's not going to get any better if you match that energy in the sense that like well then of course she's going to continue being rude and self-centered because like you just kind of do it back so 
I I just don't think that this is going to accomplish anything. And all it does is like make you look really bad too. Like, I think this is worse than being rude and self-centered. Because I'm self-centered. I mean, if the thing is, if I didn't like somebody like that, my sisters were dating, which I have not liked in the past. I mean, now they're married and whatever. I like everybody. But, um, and I didn't invite them. I would know that I would be in the wrong. I'd just own up to it. Like, I would, if I was in your situation, I probably wouldn't invite them anyway. Will I get overruled? Mm-hmm. Yes. Will uh, I look like an ass? Yes. But at least my point was made that I did not want this person here. Like, yeah. Like, you can not <laughs> invite them. But yes, you were wrong. Yeah. And if I would do this, I would say, yes. I am wrong, but I need people to know where I stand and I could care less if I'm wrong. You just have to own it. If you want to be wrong, just be wrong. But you can't just like think that you're in the right just because you don't like this person. Yeah. And if you want to start shit with your family, like start shit. But I have to advise um, be you need if you're going to start shit, it's because like you have the ability to end it. And if yes. you're going to get overruled and then your family's going to be like, well, you're actually causing the drama. Like now you can't come to the vacation. Like, yeah. I just think like you should really think this through because um, of I w- with love. Uh, I don't think that even though your mom doesn't like her, I don't think your mom is going to be like, well, I hate her so much. So I guess my son is collateral damage. We'll just have to give him up too. Yeah. like, it's just not, it's not going to happen that way. So yeah, I say that this is a great opportunity to have so much fun and be surrounded by everybody there to either have your brother see that like, wow, his girlfriend is really rude and self-centered. And like, this is not, she's not making this fun. But if you like all gang up on her and like you make fun of her, you will then all look like the villain who is against her. So like you have to be Mm -hmm. the bigger person to then show your brother that she kind of fucking sucks. And then he's not going to want to hang out with her. And like, he's not going to want to be with her. He's going to be like, this was awful. She ruined this part of the trip for me. And everything else was so much fun. And everyone else was having so much fun. Um, But if you contribute to her having a bad time, then that becomes your fault. You turn, yeah, like you turn into the villain. Without a doubt. Which you can be. Like, if you want to be the villain, you just have to own up to it. You can't just do this passive aggressive thing. Like, if you want to make this girl's life a living hell, go for it but you just have to own it and be prepared for the consequences like then they might want to make your girlfriend's life a living hell so it's like Mm -hmm. you can do it but just like be prepared keep your guard up yeah sleep with those two fists up and gird your loins exactly all right (laughs) that was fun that was fun next one Hi, Eminem. This situation is about me, 25, she, her, and my girlfriend, 24, she, her. We've been in a relationship for over two years, and my girlfriend has been using Bumble BFF for the last few months because she wants to find more friends outside of her high school group, which I was fine with. Fast forward to now, she just admitted to me that she reactivated her Bumble date profile for maybe an hour and looked at women for sexual purposes but says she didn't message or want to message anyone. We got onto a conversation and I basically had to pry it out of her because I could tell that she was withholding something. Am I wrong for being extremely angry at this and debating breaking up with her because we had a rocky start to our relationship and this was something that happened before very early on and I explicitly said it makes me uncomfortable and she promised she wouldn't do it again 
something about it bothers me way more than just looking at women or porn online versus looking at women in our area who are also seeing your profile thinking you're single. Not to mention the risk of my friends in the area seeing it while it was active. Thank you. You're not wrong at all. Like, this is different. We had someone call in before and tell us that um, it is, like, uh, people in same-sex relationships do use dating apps to find friends. Um, and when we... Our straight was showing. We're called about it. At first, they were like, you're straight showing. But this is completely different because this is one... Bumble has it broken mm -hmm. up into d different sections of, like, dating or Bumble BFF. And two, she said that she was on it to look at people for sexual reasons. So um, she's wrong. I would break up with her immediately. Uh, this sounds like somebody that is not happy in the relationship and they crossed the boundary that you had already put out. And um, yeah, she's a bitch and i'm an, and i'll end it there yeah i wholeheartedly agree this is like such chaos seeking behavior and as somebody who has like sought out chaos in my life that behavior um i you can only it's when you're single there are specific kinds of chaos you can look for to like fuck up your own life or to like you know and it's usually because you're like going through something else um but this is not this is not the one that you, this is what you do when you're single when you're single you join every dating app you get a one from raya and you start messaging people who you're like oh my god i had a crush on you when i was a kid or whatever you you do all of that kind of shit if you want to start some chaos and start some shit like i don't know gossip to hr like I, there, there's just this is not this is not it and to me everything that you said about um like your friends could see like that's all of it to me like it is just like so overtly and intentionally publicly messy but in a way that's like enough to deny that it's like well it wasn't like public and it's like but we both know that it is and so mm -hmm. the idea that it's not is it, it's not like a lapse in judgment from you like you knew this and i, I just think and essentially to pry information out from people that can be like a I don't I, I don't think that's like a permanent behavior. Like some people are like very afraid of consequence or wh whatever that is. But for this, I just think that um, there's I, I would assume that this is like you said, this is not the first time that this has happened. And I wouldn't even say that this is like the second time that this has happened. Um, and yeah, it's insulting this is the time she got caught. Yeah, it's insulting. Anytime someone like it, it's like an insult to like my intelligence of this or that I like what you wouldn't get you wouldn't I wouldn't figure it out or it'd be whatever it is like that that shit pisses me off so no it shouldn't be with someone you don't trust and I don't trust her and I'm with Melissa she's I don't like her well I enjoy these two I know it's like one of them is like don't break them up and the other one is break up <laughs> we're gonna uh take another break and when we get back we'll get into but are they wrong back 
for But Are They Wrong, where we nominate a person, place. We've nominated Florida a lot, one more thing, as the worst of the week. And then this has been like the worst of the last couple of weeks or just something that we have to share so we can publicly shame them um, here. We're not saying you're going to like go to their profiles and like shame them. No, no, this is the public shaming. We're just going to talk about it and gossip. So my nomination is something that when I tell you, I was, I was, I, I was shocked. I was bamboozled when I went and searched for news articles to collect, to kind of like have everything in one place to talk about this. And I wasn't finding any. And I was like, what do you mean this is niche internet drama? Like this, where's Business Insider? Put this on the front fucking page. Like this shit is crazy. Do you know, have you heard about the TikToker Julia Ernst? I don't think so. Maybe if you tell me more information than I will. So I was not familiar with her at all as like a content creator or like who she was as an influencer, the content she posted. Nor was I familiar with this guy called like Vinny Hacker, but I just kept seeing people talk about them in like a week long span. It was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Can you believe this? This is crazy. So I went on a... Vinny Hacker sounds more familiar. So I, I might know what you're talking about as you go. Went on a fucking deep dive on this. And this is absolutely shocking. So this is how it begins. So Julia Ernst is 20 years old, and the summary of this is she made a burner Reddit account to hate on herself from her own snark page, where she specifically would hate on herself, her family, her sister, and her then-boyfriend, Vinny Hacker. Just talking shit. So she had posted, someone made a timeline on Julia Ernst's snark Reddit, that's the subreddit, and the timeline of this... (laughs) Starts with a tweet from her regular main account. Good morning. I had a stroke last night and I have a big cyst in the middle of my brain. Then she posts on her additional Instagram account, which is a breakfast slash breakfast sandwich account where she posts the breakfast sandwich she makes. Oh, you might actually have heard of Julie Ernst. The only time I ever heard about her is she's a girl who photoshops her body like so wild and crazy um, that like she doesn't have any organs and like that's not what she looks like, but she just keeps doing it. And it's like really, really... um just it's a sight to behold so the caption of this is today i made my favorite breakfast sandwich it's been a while since i made one these last few days have been traumatic i had a few seizures and they found a large potentially cancerous mass in the middle of my brain that needs to be examined but i'm feeling good today so i decided to post for the first time this year sorry if this serious post made you feel unsettled but sometimes you have to enjoy burnt breakfast sandwiches to enjoy one with golden toast and then parentheses red pepper jam mozzarella is she from Jersey? Because I don't think that's how you spell it. Avocado, eggs, and bacon. And I don't say that as derogatory to Jersey. I just mean in the, like, you gobbled your last ghoul, Governor Cuomo. Like, Jersey Italian is different than Italian Italian. So, mm-hmm. then a Reddit user posts to the screenshot of that Instagram with that caption saying, the, t- the title, Brain Cancer. And then the ca- saying, I can't tell if this is real or not, but if she actually does have some sort of brain cancer, I bet Vinny is finally going to post her to make people feel bad for him and to victimize, victimize himself like he does in every situation. And people start commenting. Wait, wait, Melissa, wait, 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 Melissa. So so she's doing this because he hasn't posted her on his social media. So she's making it seem like <laughs> she has brain cancer. So he'll sh- post her. Um. Allegedly. So then someone comments on it. Something doesn't feel right about this. And people are saying like something feels off about this post. But then someone points out 
why does this screenshot include boost post and view insights, which is the only thing that you could see if it is your own account. Mm -hmm. And then people mm -hmm. go and they see the, like the, the previous things that she has posted and stuff. So she deletes it like very quickly. And then she posts on her Instagram story claiming to be hacked with a screenshot from like a Instagram email. You've been hacked or whatever. We noticed a new login. And then she said, whoever you are from Romania, get out of my account. <laughs> and then she does a, like uh, a screenshot again of like a maps thing of like, this was me, this wasn't me kind of thing, how like Gmail will sometimes do that. And then this is enemy to lever trope. And it's like, this is in Romania from a pixel three. But then people realized that this, another comment on this said, very interesting how someone logged on on January 22nd at 1158. So in Pacific daylight time, it is 5.27 p.m. In Eastern Standard Time, where she lives, it is 8.27, and in Romania, it is 3.27 a.m., which would be January 23rd. Literally not a single number adds up. Did they hack her in the future? LOL. And then people figured out that there is no support system for the Google Pixel in Romania. It is not in Romania. You can't have a Google Pixel in Romania. And then she edited all of like the things so you can like zoom in and see that like the, the lines of like the words are not aligned in the screenshots that she's showing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she cleared up the rumors on her main account saying, I don't have brain cancer, by the way. I do, however, have a mass in my brain that needs to get biopsy to test if its cancer starts spreading. Thank you for your kindness and support. And then we get to, oh my God, they have so many fucking posts and I saved so many, but there are just too many now. Okay, well, re regardless, she talk shit on herself in like a in a way that you would you would find but it's like oh my god like j just stupid shit where it's like people are like was she searching for someone to be like no no no, that's too far or like that's too mean or whatever but like a lot of people who are in the public eye have are very like self-loathing and might hate themselves and feel validated when other people are talking mad shit on them or that they can control the narrative and be a part of the narrative or whatever. But also um, to kind of get people talking more shit about you. Some people will post like anyone have any gossip about so-and-so on some subreddits who have like really small micro influencers because they're trying to get attention. They're trying to get like the, the notoriety and clickbait. So people will pay attention and then go follow them and see who they are and maybe like start defending them or whatever. But yeah, she talks shit about her sister and then people found that the same either the exact same account that she had used to post this screenshot from her own account about the breakfast sandwich cancer thing. It was either that account or like the, a similar named one. So people found out that she then like months prior had posted, Oh my God, are these Vinny's nudes? Like, LOL, like either like get it, Julia, or like you dodged a bullet, Julia, or whatever and spread around nudes of her then on again off again boyfriend which is revenge porn but it turned out not mm -hmm. even to be him but started all of this shit for him and his life of dealing with the fact that like these alleged nudes of him were getting leaked couldn't find out where they were coming from wasn't him he has to say it's not him and then people are like we don't believe you. like what do you do in that circumstance or situation like when you claim that it's not you even if if it is factually not you there's only so many ways to prove that that doesn't involve you then leaking your own nudes so uh he then found out about all of it they have broken up uh, officially again and someone has asked him on his like live streams of like like how do you feel about it he's like i don't like want to talk about it <laughs> like this is wild 
and like so fucking crazy. And apparently she's just, this is not someone who I would say uh, is lying for sport. This is someone who I would say is lying for destruction and in her own life and anyone adjacent to her life. And the fact that like, this is just, it never got picked up and everyone just like moved on. It's crazy to me when you factor in the revenge porn aspect of it. Cause you also know that it's not, that's not your then on again, off again, boyfriend's nudes. Like, you know that those aren't his nudes. So then whose nudes are they that you're sending and posting? I wish her so much, so much brain growth development. I I wish her so much um, decision uh, making abilities because I hope this is the end of this era for her because like this is fucking crazy so how many followers does she have on tiktok let's see nine hundred eighteen thousand. Oh, her bio is chronically swag that doesn't even make sense no that's well of course it doesn't she's a little white girl okay well that is <laughs> i don't even like i need time to even digest how i much know you have to love or hate yourself that you have to make up a complete fake account where you hate on yourself. And also how much you hate your relationship or you don't like your partner or your partner doesn't res- something like there's something just not right about like you and your partner that you have to fake this or like talk shit about him in a s- subreddit for attention and then hope that that pushes it. So then people will go and like leave comments on his account. So then he'll publish you publicly. But also if all that's right, then like, I mean, I guess it would work either way where it could be like, he he's going to post and be like, she doesn't have cancer, but then like, how would he know? Or (laughs) like, it's just so bizarre. No. And it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't know what gratification you're, she's getting from this because like you're putting so many things, you're asking so many people to view you as the main character in their life to do all of this, to like accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish that it's like, it's so fucking weird. It's like a weird combination of like diabolical and incredibly like meek and meek. Cause I'm like, you couldn't just like have a conversation with, if you're mad at your sister, like you couldn't just like tell this per- like it's just so odd because it's like you're starting so much shit so publicly but also at the same time like not with not actually talking to the person that you have a problem with or you want to have a conversation with like you'd rather do it on a stage or incorporate all these other people to be involved and complicit in it it's just so fucking weird Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. All right, mine is also about a liar. Or maybe they're not a liar. Actually, I take it back. I don't know if they either fall into two categories that you have created. People that chronically lie for, like, your enjoyment because 
no one else really got hurt with this. Mm. Or, and I don't know if she chronically lies, but this is this could be a huge lie. Or bring back shame, which is something you've also said. It's It falls in either one of these categories. <laughs> so my nominee is Charlotte Krause. And here's the thing, before we even get to into everything, I just want to state a disclaimer. I understand that anyone... And everyone can get scammed for anything at any time. But um, if you write a like weekly finance article, I just want you to use your critical thinking skills a little bit when it comes to money. Yeah, it's like I have higher standards for like countries that refer to themselves as an only the single democracy in a large area. I hold you to a higher standard. And also like... This woman, I'm not quite sure how old she is. I Googled. I couldn't find anything. She looks to be about 30s, 40s. So we're not talking about some, like, elderly person that doesn't know the Internet. This is somebody that is on the Internet a lot. They write articles a lot. Um, a journalist, if you will. <laughs> I won't, but some might. <laughs> She wrote an article for the the cut entitled "The Day I Put Fifty Thousand Dollars in a Shoebox and Handed It to a Stranger." I never thought I was the kind of person to fall for a scam. So this tale—have you already heard about it? Oh my God, Melissa! I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, when I um first, because it happened the day we were recording, so it was hot off the presses of that day, that last Thursday. So um. Today, uh, it's it's a little stale, but um, still it would be coming out on the same day. It just would have been more of a shock to you, I believe. So on October 31st, at about 12.30 p.m., our hero, villain, I don't know, Charlotte, <laughs> received a call on her phone, a buzz, as she said in the article. But caller ID said it was from Amazon. So she answered... A very nice woman with a vague accent told her, told her that she was calling from Amazon customer service and there was some unusual activity on her account. She also told her that the account had been, I mean, that the call was being recorded for quality assurance. And, she, and, and, and Charlotte was like, what did I do? Had I recently spent $8,000 on MacBooks and iPads? She wrote that. Then the woman who had said that her name was Krista told her that purchases had been made under her business account. But Charlotte doesn't have a, have a business account. And Krista told her that Amazon shows that she has two business accounts. And so then Charlotte is really listening deep into this conversation. At this point, I would have hung up <laughs> just me, someone who probably is around the same age as Charlotte, I would have hung up and just looked at my Amazon account and saw that there were no purchases. Truthfully, There's that no is business. a little in incorrect because neither one of us would have answered the phone call to begin with. You're correct. <laughs> but if it said it was from Amazon, I might have because if it's Amazon, maybe. Oh, I'm not. But I probably would have just let it go to, go voicemail. to voicemail as it was anyway. Yep. Anyway. Um, and then it was explained to... Uh, Charlotte by quote unquote Krista that she was going to be sent to the Federal Trade Commission where they were referring her to, to defrauded customers 
and asked if they could connect her. At this point, who, who, when has Amazon ever been like, let me transfer you to the the FTC? And I, I'm someone that Amazon makes one little mistake. I'm calling them and we're getting this resolved. Amazon will not let you off the phone until they have resolved it internally. They will give you that $8,000 back before they're going to, if this had actually happened, they're going to just give you the money back before they send you to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so she gets on this call with the FTC (laughs) and they read, uh, the last four digits of her social security number, her home address and the date of birth to confirm that everything is correct. And yes, they were correct. But like, when have you ever got on a call and they were like, it's usually the other way around. And they're just like, give me something. But why would the FTC be sharing this information with you? And then this man on the phone told her that she had 22 bank accounts, nine vehicles, and four properties that were registered to her name. The bank accounts had wired more than $3 million overseas, mostly to Jamaica and Iraq, (laughs) and asked her if she knew anything about the account or asked her did she know someone named Stella Suki Kwan. And she said, I don't think so. (laughs) Now, again, my my antennas would be going up because if I had all these things in my name, wouldn't that show up? I don't know. On my credit report. This bitch has never done her taxes. She's never done taxes. On my taxes. Wouldn't I have received information about this in the in the mail, even if it was fraud like there? This is too far for it to be fraud. And also Jamaica and Iraq. Of all the places. They said, this is a rich lady lady from New York. We can't say that this is in in the Cayman Islands. She'll catch on. (laughs) I know. So then he texted a photo of her ID, which had been claimed, Stella's ID, I should say, which uh, he claimed had been found in a car rented under Charlotte's name and was abandoned at the southern border of Texas. With the blood and drugs in the trunk. Now, again, me, antenna up. If a car that was registered in my name and there was blood and drug money, don't you think the police would show up at my door before Amazon is calling me or the FTC is calling me? And also, are they disclosing information about an active and ongoing case? How is Amazon privy to this information yet the cops have not contacted you? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, does she churn butter and like not like you don't even watch like crime shows? Like she writes articles. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what do you do in your off time that makes you like so absolutely like, I don't know how the world works, even the world that I am working in and the field I specifically write about. I'm like. And then he texted her photos of drugs and (laughs) pills and stacks of money and said that there were warrants out for my arrest, her arrest, Charlotte's arrest in Maryland and Texas. And that she was being charged with cyber crimes, money laundering, and drug trafficking. Again, if there are warrants out for my arrest, maybe I'm going to Google. Because I believe warrants might be public information. I'm not sure. But, like, I'm contacting the state of (laughs) 
Texas and the state of Maryland before I'm like, okay, let's go to the next, next thing. So then she did Google herself and money laundering and like warrants and was sent to truthfinder.com and they were asking for her credit card information. And she was like, no, I'm not going to give those that actual legit website, my credit card information. I'm just going to keep believing the FTC on the phone. And she just thought to herself, and I know she thought this because she wrote it in this article, I'm in deep shit. And so then she texted her husband, my identity has been stolen and it seems really bad. (laughs) So then... (laughs) The man that she's talking to, who now we know his name is Calvin, has told her... I love that name. The first thing you must do is not tell anyone what is going on. Everyone around you is a suspect. And she says, I believe you. She said, say less, Calvin. Only rule Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. I got you. Yeah. And then he's like, I believe you. But even so, your communications are probably under surveillance. You cannot talk to him, him as in her husband, about this. So then she quickly deletes the text message that she'd sent a few minutes earlier. As if the people behind this, if they were actually who they say they were, couldn't recover a deleted message. And it hadn't already been sent to her husband. I would divorce her. (laughs) Just forgetting the ick. I'd be like, I can't look at you the same. Then Calvin wanted to know how much money she currently had in her bank accounts. And she told him she had two a checkings and a savings that had a combined total of $80,000. This is why you're being targeted, girly pop. And then she says, as a freelancer in a volatile industry, I keep a sizable emergency fund. And I also set aside cash to pay my taxes at the end of the year since they aren't withheld from my paycheck. So you do all that, but you just, you don't know that when you're doing your taxes, that all this would probably be on your account if this was happening. Like this is tax. Well, it was October, but if you're a freelancer, like it's always tax season. You're not constantly checking things. And then he tells her, which in the biggest turn of events tells her that he's transferring her. He's like, I got her. Calvin's like, I got her. He's telling all his people, like, send him messages. I got her. I want you to watch. I really want you to watch the beekeeper because Melissa, when I tell you this is the plot of the beekeeper and like they have like this big call center and I'm literally picturing this bitch who writes for the cut. And I'm like, ma'am, not only is this embarrassing, this is embarrassing when there's a movie currently in the box office in the ranks about this and you fell for it and they tried harder in the movie than you did. So this colleague that he's transferring her to is at the CIA. Duh. Got him on speed dial. Amazon and the CIA are like this. Jeff Bezos releases a statement going, ah, oh, this we're not touching. <laughs> this point, what I'm doing at this point is contacting my if I if I got past this point, I'm contacting my personal person that I know who used to work in the CIA. I think it's public, but I don't want to say, so I'm not going to say, but... If it's public, they'll figure it out. Contacting him. Yeah, I'm going to contact him and be like, I know you used to work... I know him and his friend both used to work in the CIA and be like, does this sound right that that Amazon and the FTC would be transferring me on a call to the CIA? And they'd be like, Melissa, 
hang up. They're going to roll up a magazine and hit you over the head with it and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) So she gets on the phone and this man has a deeper voice and a British accent. Of course, because the CIA is notoriously famous for being based out of Britain. They are the UK. Mm -hmm. His name was Michael Serrano. Mm. British. Yeah. Good day, mm-hmm. mate. Nope, that's Australian. <laughs> Cheerio. Cheerio. Pip, pip. Mike Sorrento here. Oh, my darling. <laughs> oh, pish posh. We'll get this figured out in a jiffy. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> so he gives her, her ba- his badge number. And she, and she said, I'm going to need more than that. I have no reason to believe that any of what you're saying is real. Why are you still entertaining these people? And she says, I don't think I should lie to my husband. And he then says, you are being investigated for major federal crimes. By keeping your husband out of this, you are protecting him. So her her husband went from being a suspect to now being protected. He then repeated everything that Calvin said. And then he goes, if you talk to any attorney... I cannot help you anymore. Now, keep in mind, this woman's brother and I believe father are also attorneys. Uh, And then he tells her, you will be considered non-cooperative. Your home will be raided and your assets will be seized. Now, she, as we have learned, is that everyone believes that she's a victim, but now she's going into being an unlawful human being yep that was my biggest question because i was like girl you do realize if all of what they're saying is true you are committing more crimes at this point yes and so then she's like this seems ludicrous and she starts picturing her in her mind officers trampling in taking her laptop going through bookshelves questioning neighbors scaring her toddler son that she had just put into his pizza costume that he was going to school in because this all happened on Halloween of all days. <laughs> I didn't I I fully skipped over that part. <laughs> and said that the CIA needed to freeze all her assets in her name including her actual bank accounts and in the eyes of the law there was no difference between real and fraudulent ones. They also needed to deactivate her compromised social security number, which I've never even heard. I didn't know that was something that happens because it does help. And um, then he was like, we got to send someone to your house. And they need and she needs to give them cash only. <clears throat> and she goes, you can't send a stranger to my home. My two year old will be here. And he said, let me worry about that. It's my job. But if you don't cooperate, I cannot keep you safe. It's your choice. I'm sorry, but like the picturing on the other line of this, the like, are these, did these men go to Juilliard? Like they're acting their asses off. Don't leave out Chris. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. Amazon. Like these, they are performing and they say you won't get used out of that liberal arts degree. So then she gets, goes, she like puts on shoes, goes outside and goes to her bank and tells them that she's withdrawing a large amount of money. And so they escort her upstairs 
she's taken out $50,000 <laughs> and they came back. The bank comes back with a large metal box of $100 bills and counted them out with the machine. Then she pushed the stacks of bills through the slot along with the sheet of paper warning me against a, a scam. So the bank people have already told her they're like, Hey, we're not going to say it out loud. So the bank teller just slides her a piece of paper, doesn't say anything, says, you know, I think you're being scammed. But she's like, no. You don't know I'm me. I am a huge going. accidental criminal. So she walks back to her apartment carrying $50,000 in New York. And um, something jolts her from her trance. And she's like, no government agency would establish this protocol. It was preposterous. And so she goes, I need to speak with Michael. She told, so she's hung up at this point, calls him back and calls the, well, him, I mean, the CIA back. And, uh, <laughs> and he got on the phone right away. No questions asked. He's not busy. And she goes, what you're asking is completely unreasonable. She waits at a stoplight at a busy intersection she sees her apartment window in the distance. She sees her son over at playing at a neighbor's house with their nanny. Then she looks down and she gets a message on the phone and Michael's badge has appeared again. And she had no way of verifying it. She was like, this could easily be photoshopped. And then she tells him, I don't trust you at all. But at this point, she's like, I don't have a choice. She gets home. Michael tells her to put all the money in a box and take a picture of it and then tape it shut. And she found a floral printed shoe box that once contained a pair of slippers she'd bought for herself. A frivolous purchase that now seemed mortifying. Michael told her to put her name on it, the case number, an address, a locker number, and her signature. So now they're getting her signature, which they probably already have, but just in case they didn't. Then he directed her to take another picture of the label box and, and, and uh, text it to him and told her that his colleague would be there soon. He's an undercover CIA agent and will serve and secure the money from you. She asks what exactly that entails. And he tells her, tonight, we will close down your social security number and you will lose access to your bank accounts Tomorrow, you need to go to the Social Security office and get a new Social Security number. We'll secure the money for you in a government locker and a hand deliver it to the Treasury with a check of the same amount. You can cash the check and use it for your expenses until the investigation is over. So I'm, I'm like, if all this is happening, do you know how long it takes to get like a new Social Security card? So like... You have no money. You cleared out your account. Well, she's got, she told him she had uh, 80. Mm -hmm. And so she's taking out 50. So she's still got 30K. You're trusting that they're sending a check to you that you're not actually going to be able to deposit because you can't have a bank account anymore. He just told you to close out your all accounts. Where's your other 30? Also, you're going to get a next day appointment at the Social Security office. Bitch, no, no, you're not. You can't even get a passport in that time. So she did ask him, why I can't use this cash? And why do you have to take it and give me a check? 
And, you know, at this point, I'm really tired of reading the story from her. And I'm like, lady, I don't know if you just told the most elaborate lie that there ever was, or you just got so scant. I mean, it's not the most elaborate lie there ever was, but enough to, you wrote an article about it. But also, like, you feel so confident that this could happen to just anyone else that you feel no shame when you had to publish this? That she felt this was an educational post is actually baffling to me. Because I go, man, we, I might not have gone to college, but we do not have the same level or definition of education. Because what? So she's home after she's done all these text messages and stuff. Three minutes later, a white Mercedes SUV pulls up to the curb because the CIA, of course, is coming in a white vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. Undercover CA. The back window opened. <laughs> Do not look. And this is what Michael is telling her. Do not look at the driver. Talk to him. Put the box through the window. Say thank you and go back inside. Say thank you. I, I implore everyone to read this full article because I did leave out a few things um, just for the sake of time. But I just can't. I just I don't understand this woman. And I truly, like, part of me really thinks that this was a creative writing exercise because she does have a BA in English from Columbia. But also, like, where's your shame? So she starts, like, the whole article of, like, I'm not like other, I'm not like stupid, dumb, old, poor people who mm-hmm. get scammed. And then at the end, she's like, and I realize it's not actually just, like, the stupid, dumb, and ugly poors who are getting scammed, like... Like these people that I know got scammed out of. And then she started talking about like a quarter of a million dollars and like all of these things that are like a fuck ton of money that it's like, oh, you don't have any concept of this. Like the idea that like the only people you surround yourself with are like, actually, I was also scammed too. Or people who are getting scammed out of millions of dollars because they have that level of assets to be scammed. Like this is just the fact that like the, the, the privilege you have to have to think that the fucking... Amazon's going to connect you to the FTC who's going to connect you to the CIA and it's going to be this incredibly like seamless streamlined process like you've never had to interact with getting shit done in the real world like this is crazy and I did look at a bunch of her other financial articles that she's written and she writes financial articles for other people who have money who already have money Mm -hmm. and how to have money like she's not Mm -hmm. writing like how to grind being while you're how to how to survive like in X amount below the poverty line. She's like, how to like turn your like everyday investments into like a fun rainy day fund. And it's like, okay, that's like not relatable financial advice for the vast majority of America. So, um, yeah, we, I will, you, I, I will, we, I will never know the kind of privilege and wealth that comes from knowing this. Cause like, I think, Cause like Mats was like, you don't feel bad for it all. Cause we were, we were both laughing, making fun of the whole thing. And he was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to like feel bad. And like, there's even people like I know and respect who are like retweeting this being like, you know, everyone, you don't know. They like catch you in like these really like heightened emotional like moments to do all this kind of stuff. So like they make you like, you have to go quick, shut your, like they want you to shut your guard down. And like, that's just like, so not how I fucking operate. Like there's no way that that would happen to me, like regardless. But I was telling him, I was like, when your lack of financial literacy comes from a place of 
your economic upbringing being like not having a lot of money, not having family who knew how to deal with money or knew how to save money or bank accounts or all of that kind of stuff, or it comes from a disability or whatever. It comes from being at a place without having the access and the privilege to gain that knowledge. Or then it can also come from a place of, I never needed to learn it. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know it to me. That's where, that's where I draw the line in feeling bad, where it's like, if you are old, if you don't, if it's like the technology, whatever it is, that's not matching up. But if you have all of the resources at your hands and you have every ability to understand finance to the point where you claim you do, and you have an art, like you have a fucking, you are a columnist for this to claim that this could happen to anyone is the most self, the biggest cell phone I've ever seen. Like if I was her boss, I'd be like, I'm yeah. firing you. This is absolutely insane. But she's freelance. So it was like, she wrote this like for like, cause she wanted to, it's not like she had, she's like, a rich people she job. She's a freelance it. journalist in 2024. Yes. And she, I mean, like, and I, I believe this woman was probably a liberal woman too. So like, she really, <laughs> Just because she's written articles like, for these women, a fire that burns too male and too white. Can body neutrality change the way you work out? My retirement plan is you. Like, these are, <laughs> she's also spent, had articles with Solange and Kim Kardashian and St. Vincent. And I'm just like, okay, like she doesn't have one section that she lives in. So that tells you too, that she's just doing whatever she wants that she finds interesting. She doesn't even have any of her finance stuff on her Instagram. She also closed down her Instagram account. I was able to look at it on the 15th and now oh, it has been closed. What a treat. What a delight. She followed her then. Mm-hmm. This has been like so. my favorite fucking thing to read about and like I say this as someone who's not financially literate like I'm not good and like I can't do math I'm really bad with numbers like I'm bad at remembering things or whatever but when I tell you that like I I could have actually won the lottery and I would go probably a scam I'm not answering that call like there are things that like I probably have missed out on opportunities that like everything is a scam unless proven otherwise and to kind of like Mm -hmm. have the thing of like no life just works out for me that to me is like that's not delusional that is like oh my god like People have been paving the way, the, the yellow brick road in front of you and you had no idea. And you just thought like, there must be something about me. Like that is just like, what are you talking about? Like people don't just, people don't just do this for you. Like not scrappy, not scrappy. And that is not a friend that I would have liked to have in college when you're like drunk at a fucking club because she's only like, this guy said he has like, he knows Drake and he's going to take us to his party. And I'm like, oh my God, no get out of his car (laughs) like it's just so infuriating to me i need there to be i love it i'm so glad we got to talk about it thank you for sharing and that is that is it for our episode we hope you all enjoyed if you want to participate in an upcoming episode you can always write us in for the but are you wrong segment at but am i wrong pot at gmail.com and vote on friday or yeah vote on friday or vote before we do the episode Fisting Friday where we read the results. So you can say who you think was wrong in the situation. If you're one of the writers from the, but if you're one of the writers from the, but are you wrong segment and you want to give us more details or an update or anything, you can always submit that into our DMS and 
as you're voting, regardless if you're in this episode or not, if you have thoughts and feelings, please share them and we will read them on the Fisting Friday episode. And I would love to hear people's thoughts and feelings specifically about this last one. Me too. Next week, we'll be watching J-Lo's movie that I don't remember the name of because it is too long. Um, But it's on Amazon Prime. I'm going to have to watch it again. It's going to be painful. Have to. Get to. Peep, I did watch it on my birthday. I said, everyone, we must sit and watch. And uh, the commentary that I was getting from my family, same commentary that I was seeing online. So here we go. I can't Uh, wait to discuss it. If you're hearing this, it's probably too late. Unless you're hearing this in the morning time, it's probably too late for you to share your feelings. But um, we've posted something to tell you, to let you know. It's heavy on my heart. It, and it, it should be because the movie's about the heart. The mm-hmm. eyes and the nipples of the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, can't wait for you all to hear that. Can't wait to record it. And stay tuned. We'll circle back. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.